You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode five of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good to be with you again. Yeah, not too bad. Plenty of football still to talk about and, you know, plenty more goals, which is, you know, something I enjoy seeing. So, yeah, not doing too bad yourself. Well, it's, the weather's been awful, isn't it? Mm, it's been yeah, taking a bit of a turn. I mean, I, I, I'm, I was absolutely astounded that we didn't get, we didn't lose any matches yes. at the weekend. No, you're the right. Weather. Didn't think about that. Which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously really pleased about because, mm. you know, we, we, at the moment we're all preoccupied with losing them to something else, which yeah. you know we won't. Mm. We'll try not to talk about too much today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I went over to see the in-laws. And um, yeah, on the journey over towards Swindon, I mean, the, the, you know, the roads were in a terrible condition in mm. terms of the amount of surface water. So the fact that, that the game went on was, was fantastic. I did actually take in a game mm. on, um, on Saturday. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the Tool Station Western League. I watched um, Shrivenham Development take on Supermarine Development. There you go. That's one for the purist. But um, I will say that I was incredibly impressed with the way that uh, that, that Shrivenham managed the whole COVID situation. You know, we were um, given a, a temperature check on the way in, used the old scanner, um, very easy to find pl- some space, even with some cover, um, so it didn't get too wet. And uh, the other interesting thing about Shrivenham is that they've got their own beer. Mm. What do you think of that? That's, yeah, pretty pretty cool. It is pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, we've got some clubs in our in our league that you know like to think they're pretty innovative. You know, the likes of Corsham, of course, and Plymouth Parkway of you know they, Warminster as well. I know they've got links to a brewery, and of course, my very own Devizes. You would have thought if anybody should have their own beer, probably should be Devizes Town. Maybe we need to send that one up to the the office at the top of the building. Anyway. Yeah. The powers that be, yeah. Exactly. Everybody's interested in having a scarf, but Ian wants to come and have a branded <laughs> beer. There we go. That tells you everything you ever needed to know about me. Now, everything you ever needed to know about this week's episode is that we will feature our two um, manager interviews, of course. We've got Lee Hobbs, the manager of Plymouth Parkway, and Tom Smith, the manager of Welton Rovers, two teams that have been doing exceptionally well in their respective leagues. Um, so it's a good opportunity to catch up with those two. Uh, we will kick things off by looking at the results on Saturday, the 3rd of October. And we're going to start in Wiltshire, where Bradford Town, of course, you know, uh, a real powerhouse last season, they took on Exmouth Town and um, they were taught something of a lesson, Tom. There were, and yeah, this match was pretty much all about one man. Uh, Exmouth's uh, Jordan Harris scored four goals to uh, really um, yeah, uh, cement his side's good starts this season. Uh, a 6-1 win away at Bradford, so a bit of a bit of a thrashing in, 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 all, in all seriousness. Bradford did actually uh, go, go ahead in the 16th minute. Liam Watson scoring from close range. Uh, but then Ace High got uh, the, Dev, uh, the Devon side back on level terms before, uh, yeah, Harris completely took over. Uh, scored twice in quick succession to make it uh, 3-1 just before half-time. Uh, and then in stoppage time in the first half, uh, Exmouth got a penalty and, uh, yeah, he was the man to take it and he yeah, fired home for, for a 4-1 half-time advantage and, uh, yeah, pretty pretty quick, quick, quick hat-trick for him. Um, yeah, and it didn't let up after the break as well. Uh, he scored... Scored their fifth, and uh, yeah, they, they ran out 6-1 winners, so a big, big win for, for Exmouth. And very similar to the circumstances of um, yesterday's Manchester United-Tottenham Hotspur mm, game, which, bit, would, yeah. which would make um, Kevin Hill the Jose Mourinho of the <laughs> Toolstation Western League. There you go. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, I'm not sure. Oh, 
controversial. <laughs> no, I think I think well, it was meant as a compliment. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there who don't take it like that. Hopefully not Kevin. Um, <laughs> we had on the podcast and uh, very enjoyable interview it was too. Let's hope, he, let's hope he speaks to me later in the uh, in the season. Um, moving on to Hallen, of course, not easy times at, um, at Hallen at the moment, and that continued at home to Wellington. Yeah, indeed, and it hadn't been hadn't been particularly good for for Wellington up until now. This was uh, yeah their first win uh, in the league this season. Went uh, went a month without victory, but a two one win for Wellington away at Hallen. Um, they've scored after just 32 seconds, so they made a yeah, rip-roaring start to this one. George Sinnott uh, firing home. Uh, yeah, well, stunning the home side. Uh, and, yeah, Wellington uh, going ahead. Halland did actually manage to get back on level terms, uh, despite losing a man to a red card. Uh, Sasha Tong, who's yeah, done quite a lot of the heavy lifting for them uh, early season, um, he, he got on the score shoot again, uh, levelled for, for the 10 men, but they were unable to hold out. Uh, and Wellington uh, managed to, to get, a, get a winner eight minutes from time. Uh, miles quick, beat a couple of defenders before, uh, yeah, firing home. So a 2-1 win for Wellington away at Hallam. Now, moving on to Plymouth Parkway, um, they've been in very good form um, to, at the start of this season, and they would have needed to be because Shepton Mallet are another one of the sides who um, people have been talking about. Um, Parkway, I suppose, always went into this game as favourites, but Shepton were going to give them a, a, a test. It was played out in front of 298, mm. a sellout yeah. at Belitho Park. And um, uh, But yes, the home side didn't have it all their own way. No, it was uh, yeah. Well, from the from from the reports, it was yeah, it was a pretty pretty tight contest. But uh, Parkway did come out with a, with another win, a three-one victory uh, over Shepton. But yeah, they they definitely definitely held their own. A um, couple of early opportunities went 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 amiss for for Parkway, but they did did take the lead after just 15 minutes, and that was through Ryan Lane. Uh, Mallet did be yeah, began to to create a few chances and and pressurise their own defence. But uh, yeah, they were unable to break them down. Uh, and they were made to pay on the hour mark. Uh, Ryan Richards scoring from the penalty spot to, to put Parkway two goals to the good. Uh, Mike Williams, he had a really good season last time out. Uh, he's just, just getting his shooting boots uh, on this season, I think. He managed to, to add a third for, for Parkway uh, before the visitors. Yeah, they just managed to, to grab a late, uh, late goal, which their, their performance probably deserved. And that was Nathan Legg. He finished well. So, uh, yeah, a 3-1 win for Parkway. And as you say, in front of another sellout crowd uh, down there in Devon. So, fantastic. Well, I've been waiting to uh, to speak to, to Lee Hobbs. I know he's one of those managers um, that um, uh, the fans love to hear from. Well, I couldn't really wait much longer because Parkway had had such a fantastic start. So, um, so Lee and I started by talking about that game against Shepton Mallet and the potential banana skin that it represented for Parkway. Every game's a potential banana skin for us because we're everybody's cup final, so... Talking on mentality has to be right on the money for every game we play, whether it's a team at the bottom or whether it's a team at the top. Um, it's our mindset's the same for every game, um, so so yeah, they're, they're all banana skins for us. If we're not at it and our approach ain't proper. I mean, it's been an excellent start to the season for you. Are you pleased with the way that the campaign has begun? Absolutely. Um, I don't think. Bolling obviously going with Buckland and that potentially would have gave us eight out of eight and three goals conceded in multiple clean sheets. I don't think we could have asked for any more. So I'm being brutally honest. Um, but listen, it's a, it's a long old campaign. As I've said from day one, I'm with people who's cliche, but leagues they won in September or October, they won in they won in April and May. So listen, we'll just keep plugging away and hopefully we can keep recording wins, keep scoring goals, keep entertaining, keeping clean sheets and see where it takes us. 
obviously the the way that last season ended was was disappointing for you, I know, and 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 sometimes it's not easy for teams to be able to pick themselves up and go again. I mean, were you worried at all that that would be the case for your side? I think everyone was disappointed. And listen, I know we were obviously one of the, the front runners within the um, within the Western League, so obviously it had a little bit of a bigger impact on us, knowing that we were pretty close to the prize as with Bradford and potentially as with Tavistock. But um, no, listen, for me, we're just grateful to be playing again. Um, it's obviously, and, and arguably, we're better off in terms of the way that our, our levels, if you like, better off than, than the levels above because we're obviously still in terms to be having free understanding at the door. And fortunately enough for us, in our own games, we sell out. So, so no, listen, so it is what it is. And, Everybody's moved on from it now, obviously. Again, we're just all grateful to be playing week in, week out, for as long as that may continue. Now, I've noticed on social media that you've had some comings and goings over the close season. Are, are you happy with the squad that you've put together? Yeah, listen, I've been happy with every squad I've put together over the last uh, three and a half years. Um, obviously, we, we did haven't managed to achieve our objectives just yet. I've got a strong belief as a good the, the previous group and the previous group before that, but this group came to us out of the division. Yeah, listen, we, we've made some good signings, as is most everything in the league, so it makes for a competitive league, um, and we're enjoying every minute of it. Now, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised to hear me say that, that you're many people's favourites to um, to win the Premier Division this season. Is that a label that you're happy with? Listen, we've been everyone's favourites, whether it's been last year, the year before, ever since we've come into the Western League. Um, it's a tag that sticks with us because of the calibre of football that we have. Um, we, ultimately, that, that's what people will always say. But um, listen, that's really a tough old division. And uh, as was proven so far, we still haven't got out of it. Um, other teams have got the same intentions as us, obviously, to, to, to get a promotion and, and do well within it. So... Listen, we ain't going to have it our own way, as I've said with the previous podcast and other teams will have a big say in whether we can achieve what we want to achieve or whether we can. And, and ultimately, they come down to us working hard, getting I mean, good availability, making sure our discipline's good and making sure we're asking week in, week out. If we do, if all four of those principles come together, we've got a very good chance. Where do you think your, your competition is going, to, is going to come from this season? Well, looking at the table, it's... Obviously, there's been a lot of points dropped within the league already this season, and arguably, you look for your Bitterns and your Tavistocks and your um, Exmouth and, and your Streets are looking like they're potentially wheeling away. I think played as many games as, as, as the other three or four teams I've mentioned there. But, um, yeah, listen, those games are always strong, and they always give us give us good games, and they stay within that cluster of the top five. And, they cause you problems when you play them. So that, that, that's the way I see it going because the, the, the rest of the division arguably at such a, a such a short point of the season have dropped a lot of points within within that six, six weeks window that we've been playing. You've got Exmouth up next, then it's Bridgewater, then it's Buckland. These are all top sides and the games are coming thick and fast for you. Yes, it's certainly an anchor. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a good two weeks for us in terms of a good, a good accumulation of points within these four games of Shepton, which we've just dispatched of. Obviously, we move on to a tough game at Seven Road and not before Bridgie and Buckland. We've got a good return of that uh, before we move on to Bridgewater. Um, 
before we go into Saturday to Saturday games, listen, I'm going to be very, very pleased with that. But there's a lot of hard work to be done within those six We have just dispatched reception and then we move on to Exmouth. But it's cliche, but we're one game at a time, man. I don't set no targets. I don't look at a sequence of games and say we've got to get this from it. I just say the more players go and win the next game, and that's what we'll be looking to do at Exmouth on Wednesday night. Now, one final word for your media man, Mike Parrish. Um, we had Mike on the first episode of the podcast because of his excellent Plymouth Parkway documentary, uh, which was, for me, um, one of the defining moments of, of lockdown. What did what did you make of it? Listen, it was absolutely top-drawn, and he got the distinction from having his degree that it deserves. Um, listen, Mike was an integral cog to what we do at Parkway now. He's now part of the furniture... Obviously, the coverage he did this, um, the work he does, obviously, voluntary, is second to none. And it was just a to myself, my staff and all my players, that we're all very grateful to what he does for the football club. And when we're, we're really, really looking forward to round our way too, which hopefully has a better ending than what the last one did. <laughs> I might described you as, as, as a central character in the documentary because of the, the amount of screen time that you had. I mean, did you did you enjoy doing it? I think you came across incredibly well. Listen, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy putting the club on the front line. And listen, if we can achieve what we want to achieve, it'll be a fairy tale story for everyone. And my thanks to Lee for his time. Uh, moving on to our final game in the Premier Division, uh, Westbury United. Uh, they were at home to um, Bridgewater Town, two of the two of the big boys in the uh, in the Premier Division coming head to head, and very difficult to separate these two over the ninety minutes. Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pretty good game, I think, from all accounts. And uh, Westbury twice coming from behind to to salvage a, a two-all draw, so a good contest. Uh, Archie Sturdy. Uh, gave Bridge, Bridgewater a pretty early lead from outside the box, uh, but then Sam Jordan uh, managed to, to level from the penalties. But obviously Westbury had their, their troubles from the spot last last week, I think, in the in the cup. So uh, yeah, better 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 going this time round. Jordan levelling, uh, but then Jack Taylor, we know you know he's uh, prolific at this level. He managed to to uh, yeah restore Bridgewater's advantage uh, at the back end of the first half. So they led at the break, uh, but then yeah, it was a pretty special goal that um, yeah got got Westbury their point it was uh, from Joe Stradling uh, yeah capitalised on a, uh, a clearance from uh, the Bridgewater keeper Jake Viney who'd raced out of his goal to to uh, to clear a one-on-one uh, the ball fell to Stradling about 40 yards out and he managed to to uh, yeah lob, lob the keeper from um, yeah long range and grabbed a grabbed a leveller and that's how it stayed so a two-all draw uh, between Westbury and Bridgewater if you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now, moving on to the First Division, and we kick off with the Battle of the Bishops. <laughs> we do. And, uh, yeah, well, wasn't much of a battle by the sounds of it. Went with the with the form guard, this one, Bishop Sutton. Yeah, really bright start to the season. Uh, and a 4-1 win over the Lydiards, who were, yeah, well, obviously struggling. And uh, it was their strike force that really, uh, yeah, paid dividends. Uh, they're having a pretty good start, both of them. And uh, it was two goals in the first half for Oakland Buck, uh, putting... 
putting Bishop Sutton two two nil up, uh, and then it was Callum Baker after after half time. He copied his uh, copied his strike partner's um, uh, output, scoring two of his own, and it was a four one win for Bishop Sutton. So yeah, another three points for for the uh, the, the home side. Uh, now moving on to our next game, and uh, it's a very tight affair. Um, only one goal in this one, Tom, but two sides that well last season both were doing very well in the first division and I'm sure this season have targeted a top four finish. Khan took on Wells City. Yeah, I believe both of these sides uh, came in with 100% records and it was Khan that um, yeah, kept that intact uh, on Saturday and it was, yeah, it was a really tight affair. Uh, just the one goal um, uh, splitting them and it was a pretty good goal. I think I've I think I saw a, a clip of it on on, on social media. Uh, Nathan Davis, a uh, 61st minute free kick, uh, whipped into the into the back of the net, and Carl uh, managed to hang on. Uh, as I say, maintaining their 100% start and a, a home win. But uh, Wales, yeah, more than a, more than a match for 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 the Lily Whites. So uh, yeah, as you say, two of the stronger sides, and they'll be they were thereabouts, you'd imagine, over the next couple of months. Well. The next two sides we're going to feature have been um, struggling in recent seasons, although on, on, on the looks of this showing, um, perhaps Bristol Telephones won't be struggling this <laughs> season. It is the game that I would have been at had I not been on family duties. Devises Town against Bristol Telephones. I, I thought I'd done well when I saw the score on this one, Tom, to, to avoid hearing how it went. But <laughs> unfortunately, um, you're now going to you're now going to take me through it blow by blow now. Aren't you? <laughs> well, if you've been there for the first half, you'd have uh, yeah, you'd have been pretty content i think it was one all at the break um yeah devises um yeah level with with the phones as you say both have not had the best of starts but it but after the break um yeah i don't think devises will know what's hit them uh the telephones scoring six uh, after half time to to end up seven one victors um yeah pretty incredible result um goals goals for a lot of players obviously ali boyer uh, Martin Blacker, Jack Cox, Will Boyer, uh, Fraser Devlin, and James Griffiths uh, all getting on the score sheet. And well, let's hope for for the phone state that this can kickstart something for them. But uh, Devizes, yeah, need a need a rapid turnaround, don't they? A seven-one uh, mauling for them uh, in front of their home crowd, unfortunately. Yeah, certainly need to get back up and running very quickly. Although, the, you know, the, the, the green shoots of recovery, there were 88 people at that game on Saturday, which made it the highest attendance mm. in the uh, in the first division. So good to see that the punters were coming through the gate. Obviously, they didn't, well, most of them didn't get the result that they wanted, but they did <laughs> see a lot of goals. And yeah, that's a good advert for Station Western League football. Mm-hmm. One more game to bring the listeners in the first division, and that features uh, another side that started very well this season, Welton Rovers against an, Al- an Almondsbury side, which I think it would be fair to say are struggling a bit this season. Yeah, but uh, yeah, certainly for Welton, this has uh, yeah, been an incredible start. Um, had a good good month um, in September and they've uh, yeah, kick-started October on the front foot. Definitely a 6-0 win uh, at home for them over, over Almondsbury. Um, it wasn't, you know, didn't pull away in the second half or anything. It's looked like a pretty solid uh, performance throughout. Uh, three times... Uh, they scored neither half. Matt Kernick and Carl Box putting them two goals ahead after just 13 minutes. A uh, pretty pretty decent start. Uh, David Regula, who obviously uh, yeah scored a hat trick last weekend, he managed to to get on the score sheet twice. Um, so yeah, and a pretty pretty convincing win. Courtney Charles and Chris Pyle also getting goals. So uh, a 6-0 victory for Wilton, and they look like uh, yeah one of the contenders if we're we're going on early season form. Absolutely. And that's why I thought I'd give Tom Smith a ring, the manager of Welton Rovers. Uh, So an emphatic win at the weekend for the Green Army. But I started my interview with Tom by asking him whether that victory was quite as emphatic as the scoreline suggests. 
was really. I think um, no disrespect to Almondsbury, actually, I think they're a very good team. They've got some. They've got some very good players. We've been threatening to click since the start of preseason. We had an up and down preseason. Um, the results didn't go our way, but we had a lot of glimmer, a lot of promise, and we knew if we kept working at it, eventually it was going to click. It seemed to click against Almondsbury on Saturday better than it has in any of the previous. It was a different kind of game. We had an early lead. Two goals up within 13 minutes obviously helped settle the nerves. Uh, and the boys done really well. They clicked. They, they played well together. And, and we were emphatic in front of goal. So, yeah, I think I genuinely think it was a fair reflection of the game. I mean, am I right in thinking that Ormondsbury were down to eight men by the end of the game? So, was it a case of them playing poorly or you playing well? I think we played we played very well. And as I, as I touched on just now, the, the two goals in the first 13 minutes put the ball in our court. We knew if we carried on playing the way that we were in the way that we knew we, we could. We knew that we, we'd come away with the points as long as we didn't drop off. They did go down to eight men. Um, I think we were, I don't think I'm being over the top by saying we were comfortable by the time they lost any men. Uh, they lost, I think a uh, uh, lad went into the Simbin for them just before half time, spent 10 minutes in the Simbin for them before half time. And I actually think that was their best, their best 10 minutes. We had to avoid a bit of a storm, um, which is often the case. Uh, but no, to be honest with you, it, it, I don't think the eight men had a reflection on the result at all. I think we just played exceptionally well, and I think you know if you were to ask the Almondsbury manager, I think you know he'd probably say that they were well below par for, for for their standards with the quality they've got in the squad. Well, you've started this season incredibly well, and five wins and a draw. D- did you believe that you'd start this season that well? It's, it's hard to say that you know. Obviously, you would snap your hands off. You would snap anyone's hand off if they offered you that at the start. Uh, we knew we had the potential to, and I'm sure, as, as you're well aware, speaking to managers across the league, there's probably 15 teams that have got the potential to put runs like this together. Um, and we've definitely got the, the, the players. We've definitely got the quality to do it. And it was just about how the boys applied themselves, how we applied ourselves, and you know how we get over the new restrictions and make sure we give ourselves a head start. And We've had a we've had a really good start to the season, the best start of the season we could have hoped for, and we got to make sure now that we use that and, and use that to push on rather than use that to relax. And 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 if we can keep going as we are with the mentality and the quality and keeping the squad happy, then um, there's no reason why it can't continue, in my opinion. Now, when we last spoke, you talked about baby steps when it came to developing Welton Rovers. Um, is that still your approach? Because this baby seems to be taking pretty big steps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I spoke to you last time, Ian, it was it was about stabilising the club. We'd had a couple of um, disappointing seasons, disappointing league finishes, and it was it was about creating something that we could build from. As you've just said, it's been, the results have shown bigger steps than what maybe what we were anticipating first of all. But I think if you put the right things into into place and you and you believe in what you're doing and the players back you, um, and you've got the quality, as I keep saying. Um, I think naturally in this league you can you can push on, put a good run together, and find yourself at uh, the higher end of the table rather than sort of struggling at the bottom. I mean, what about your pre-season? How has the COVID situation impacted that? So it affected us at the start. We had our first pre-season friendly was um, was away at Street, which is obviously a tough place to go under any circumstances, and it was a real a real eye opener for for myself and for for Will, my, my assistant. Um, we maybe didn't expect what happened in regards to that. So we knew we had no change rooms, but half the team getting ready in the stand, half the team getting changed behind the goal. Um, you know, you're still 
trying to keep people separate whilst you're doing the team talk. And we were maybe a little bit, you know, I won't be shy to say we were maybe a little bit underprepared. And I think that helped us. We, we got that out of the way early doors. And I think in regards to on the pitch as well, we had a pre-season that wasn't, as I said, we didn't get, we didn't pick up a win in pre-season, which is always worrying going into the season. But we had masses, masses of uh, glimmers of, of really good quality and, and we could see what the players had individually and it was just about getting them to click. And I think the whole COVID situation obviously is the same for every team, but it's really brought us together and, you know, players are looking to go above and beyond to make sure that they're prepared and to make sure we're prepared and to make sure that everyone's focus is on the game, not on the regulations, not on the heat tests at the start, not on the warm-up, not on half-time te- team talks under a gazebo in the rain. Like, they're very, very focused on, on the job in hand. And I think, you know, that reflects in, in the results and where we are at the minute. Now, I know you started rebuilding the squad at the end of last season. Have you been, have you been working in the, in the close season to bring in any more new faces? Yeah, massively. I mean, as as I'm sure you're aware, we've we're a very new look team this year. We've we've managed to keep, you know, we've kept a, a, a little core of of Welton lads that you know have been showing promise and some that are established over the last few years. Um, but we have we have grown, you know, we've built the squad massively and we've brought in a lot of players, you know, established players from around around the Western League and and now is you know as I said to you before with the baby steps just just getting everyone to click and just making sure that everyone gets on the same page. Um, and as it is at the minute, I, I can't speak highly enough of the lads. They're doing a fantastic job. So what is your ambition for this season? How far do you think this Welton side can go? Well, as, as I said, Ian, I think, I, I think every... There's 15, there's 15, 16 teams in this league that, you know, maybe one or two players away at, at the start of the season uh, that might have, you know, bolstered and improved their squad that can that can finish right up there. Um, we, we've definitely got the quality to be to be competing. Whether we do or not, only only time will tell. But we've definitely we've definitely got the squad too. But obviously, it's a bit uncharted territory for us for a few years. With us, as you know, being being in in, in the bottom half, so um, we've definitely got the, the the mentality and the quality. So there's there's no reason for me, me personally, I, I want to be pushing top six as most managers in this league will. Um, and we have to take it game by game and see and see where we end up really. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a very competitive first division this season. I mean, are there teams out there that you've got your eye on that you think are going to do well this season? Oh, of course, I think you know part of being a Western League manager is part of the fun of it as well. As, as long as as well as the responsibility is looking at other teams and looking at how well they'll do. I think obviously the standout, as everyone mentions, is Corsham. I think they've you know on paper have pulled together an unbelievable side. Cone obviously started the season exceptionally well and have been, uh, you know, a top five team in, in this in this division for the last few years, really. So, you know, they're the teams that sort of stand out, um, and they're the teams that we, you know, we want to be in and around, and we want to make sure that we're competing with these teams. I think the back of are a, a different animal this year compared to what they've been in the last the last year. Um, so yeah, there's you know, they're the teams for me that stand out. Warmints are always there and there are vibes. So I, yeah, there's. They're, they're the teams that stand out for me that, that I would imagine will be in the top five. But you know as well as me, and in the Western League, that could be totally wrong. We could have five totally different teams in there. You've got Longwell Green in the week, and then you entertain Elberton Villa in the Vars at West Clues on Saturday. And I can't think of too many bigger games for Welton Rovers, um, uh, well, certainly in recent seasons. No, definitely not. I think there was a lot of, uh, there was a bit of pressure on the boys and on us, and... 
uh, quite rightly, the, the club's underachieved in the past for the last few years. I think this is the first time we've progressed past that stage in, since 2015. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of excitement around the squad. Um, uh, and there's a good feeling that we can go on and achieve something. You know, whether, whether you we could get to the heights of, you know, what Bitten have achieved, and that, that, that's a different story. But we've definitely got the quality to give, to give anyone in in our step of football, a, a really good game. And and I've got no doubt that Alberta and Villa coming to us on Saturday are going to be in for a really, really, really tough game. Uh, we'll be in for a tough game as well. But there's there's no reason we can't we can stamp our authority at home and, and push on to the next round if we play to our potential. Oh, it's a really exciting game, that one, for the fans. Now, obviously, your season was delayed um, by the coronavirus, um, uh, but you've not let that affect you on the field. I think that's pretty clear from this interview. Uh, having said that, I think we can't really conclude the interview without a mention to your fantastic volunteers at Welton Rovers because they've really got to grips with the guidance off the field as well, haven't they? Oh, it's been absolutely exceptional. Um... You know, a massive part of the players coming in and playing well is, is the players feeling safe. I think, you know, such strange times at the minute um, and there's not really an end in sight at the minute. There's a lot, there was a lot of players and we had players and I, I speaking to other managers, I know they've had players that have had concerns. And, and the fact that, you know, Gareth and Dave and all the volunteers are well and are putting such a hard shift to make sure that the right precautions are in place, we're following all the guidelines, um, uh, and by them doing all the hard work off the pitch, it allows our players to come in feeling safe and focus on the game. Um, and as I mentioned to, to you earlier before we started recording about, about Shaver and the work he's doing on the pitch, and the pitch looks fantastic. The changing rooms are being decorated. Um, and with all the guidelines in place, uh, it's just a really nice place to be at the minute. And, and that all goes to the board. The, the board and the volunteers are well and have been absolutely fantastic since I've taken over. And my thanks to Tom for his time. Now then, moving on to the up-and-coming fixtures. Um, hopefully the uh, the weather won't be playing havoc with our, our midweek schedule. We have got a few games, particularly in the um, in the Premier Division um, uh, uh, on uh, on Tuesday, the sixth of October. The the real, I suppose, the, the really eye-catching fixtures will be coming on Saturday the 10th of October, and that is the FA Vars, and we've got plenty of teams still involved in that competition, and pleasing to see that not not so many All-Western League affairs um, as perhaps we've seen in the past. Um, I don't know whether that might progress as the competition goes on, but I think this time last season we, we saw a lot of our sides playing each other, but hopefully... Um, there's an opportunity for for some uh, teams to um, 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 progress, not at the the cost of of, uh, of uh, Western League opposition. Um, I mean, in the interview you heard with uh, with Tom Smith, of course, Welton Rovers take on Elberton Villa. That's at West Clue, so that's an opportunity um, for them to progress, I'm sure. And um, you know, we've got plenty of sides um, who've got home ties in that competition, so. Um, um, hopefully we'll we'll have a few positive results to talk about in that competition uh, next week. Uh, but moving on to the Premier Division, and we do have a, have a schedule. It's obviously a, a, a reduced one, but um, a, a, what, what game has caught your eye? Oh, I've gone for uh, Bitten versus Buckland. Uh, sixth versus fourth. I've seen that. Obviously, I think there's a, a midweek, as you say, a couple of midweek fixtures that some of these teams might be involved in. Obviously, that might change their positioning in, in, in the in the table. But yeah, 6v4, both got good wins on the weekend. 
uh, bitten at home are uh, yeah pretty 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 tough to to break down. So it'd be a good good early season test for Buckland. And um, Plymouth Parkway take on Bridgewater Town. Um, Bridgewater, we know, difficult side um, to play at the best of times. That is at Plymouth. So, um, again, we're going to make Plymouth probably favourites there. But um, uh, they're going to have to be on their game if they're going to keep up this unbeaten start to the uh, to the season. Looking into the first division, Tom, what games caught your eye there? I've gone for Caution versus Carl. Um Carlton, obviously, as I say, I think it's five out of five now in the league for them. So... Yeah, firing all cylinders away at Caution, who've also won all their games. So, um, yeah, something's got to give. I think maybe Caution have a midweek match, so that you know that might have changed by kickoff. But uh, Caution, Carl looks like the uh, yeah the pick of the ties in the first division on on Saturday afternoon. I I, th- I think you're absolutely right there. It's very it's it's impossible to look anywhere else. I think in the first division, uh, although I'm going to do it. But uh, <laughs> if I if I get the if I get a chance to go to a game on Saturday, then I, I I'd really like to be able to get to to that one because I think it's going to be an absolute um, belter. Um, Wincanton Town against Bishop Sutton is the game I'm going for. Bishop Sutton are a different animal to the one that we've seen in recent seasons. Um, their results so far have proved that. And Wincanton, all after a difficult start, they certainly look like they've um, they're turning the corner anyway. Um, so um, I think that will be a, a really competitive game and uh, and a good one a good one to watch if you're not going to caution against Khan, of course. Now then, Tom, uh, I see that you've dipped your toe into <laughs> the uh, the league standings, uh, mm. um, and uh, I mean we are seeing uh, a few sides, of course, who who started their campaigns pretty late, but um, it is starting to take shape, I think, isn't it? We are seeing a few familiar faces and perhaps some not so familiar faces at the uh, at the top of each of the divisions. Do you want to take us through the standings at the top of the Premier Division? Can do, yeah. I think in the yeah, as you say, in the Prem especially, I think most teams have played at least six. I think there's Potentially, it's Tavistock who've played one less. I think maybe them and Bitten have played five, but the rest have played at least six, some up to, to nine. So I think that, yeah, starting to take a bit of shape, as you say. Uh, it's Plymouth Parkway, uh, not surprisingly, who lead the way. Eight games played for them. They've won seven, uh, drawn one, so they're obviously unbeaten still at the moment with 22 points. Uh, you've then got Street, who've played seven. Uh, they've won five of those, and they're on 16 points. And then a couple of teams on, on 15 uh, in Exmouth and Buckland, uh, but Exmouth have played just six. Uh, and Buckland have played nine, so obviously a little bit of uh, yeah, disparity uh, in terms of games played at this 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 point of the season uh, with cup competitions and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, so you can get a sense of how how teams have have started their seasons. And at the foot of the uh, the Premier Division, we've got Chipping Sudbury Town. Um, their game at the weekend was postponed against Bridport, who sit only one place above them. That was um, that was a coronavirus-related postponement. Uh, and then of course above those two, we've got Hallen. And uh, and uh, they've had a difficult start um, to this season yet to um, yet to pick up a win, uh, but they're on three points. So um, that's the the foot of the um, of the Premier Division. Um, what do you make of the top of the First Division then, Tom? Yes, um, well, good reading for some teams. Definitely, I think there's quite a lot of well, still three unbeaten teams. I think uh, in in the division. But as yeah, kind of mentioned how. Premier Division started to take a bit of shape. First Division, a little less so. I mean, Caution down in eighth. They've played 3-1-3, so obviously they're still 100%, but but down in eighth. Uh, likewise, Wales and, and Bishop Sutton, they've only played four each, and they're on nine points, so just a one defeat, but they're in, in mid-table as well. But, uh, yeah, leading the way. Um, can't dispute it at the moment. Ashton Backwell, seven games played, six wins, uh, just the one defeat, so they're on 18 points. Uh, you've got Carl and Welton uh, following up. Uh, 
in close proximity. Calm, five from five, so they're on 15 points. Uh, and then Welton, uh, a couple of teams that we've obviously yeah, given a, a strong mention to during this podcast. They've played five Welton, uh, won four of those. They've drawn one, so still unbeaten. They're on 13 points. And likewise, Lebec and Porter's Head, they're also on 13 points. So strong starts for those those five teams and a couple in the, in the middle of the table as well. And two teams yet to register a point yet. Um, Bishops Lydia, who've played seven and lost seven, and Longwell Green, who've played five and long, have lost five. So they will, I'm sure, be looking at even a point at this stage um, will be welcome relief. Um, that's all that Devizes Town have got, uh, who sit 18th at the moment. They've only played three, though, so there is still there is still hope for the Wiltshire side. And uh, Hengrove are yet to really get going either. Two draws um, gives them two points, but still an awfully long way to go. And, of course, not you know not least because some, as Tom quite rightly says, have played significantly fewer games than others. But it'll be interesting to see how those tables take shape over the coming weeks. We, of course, have been reviewing your excellent bullet in um tom the league tables are in there now i'm sure it probably won't be that long before we see the goal scorers as well oh pressure um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's uh it's probably coming up soon i'd imagine uh and that is on the, yeah available uh, in the usual place on the website and and, and uh, about halfway down the homepage. so yeah that's downloadable there um it, yeah kickstarting into life Excellent stuff. Tom, thank you ever so much for your time this week and, of course, all the work you do on the bulletin. Um, We really wouldn't be doing the podcast if it wasn't uh, for all your heavy lifting, so I do appreciate that. We've got plenty of football to talk about next week, haven't we? We've got the FA Vars as well as all the Western League action as well. But from Tom and myself, you have been listening to the Tool Station Western League Podcast.